I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many people think the price of electric vehicles is the biggest obstacle holding them back from switching to EVs, but the availability of working charging stations is also a big concern. Thousands of Reddit communities went dark for 48 hours in protests over Reddit's new API pricing model. The question and answer giant will begin charging 2.4 cents per 1,000 API calls in July. WhatsApp's new channels feature may allow the world's largest messaging platform to dip its toe into social media waters, but the one-way broadcast feature isn't ready to replace Twitter just yet. And is social media to blame for the Kia Boys' wave of easily stolen automobiles? Got all this and more for you in episode 86 of The Tech Giant. From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your host, Rob Dunwood. And coming out of Philly, it's your girl, Tech Life Staff. And out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. Mo Money. Uh, my daughter started her first job today, so that means Mo Money in her pocket means Mo Money in my pocket because less money I got to spend on her. So um, looking forward to that, seeing, you know, seeing her face when they uh, give her her check minus all the taxes <laughs> so where's she working epic. mcdonald's okay. i don't know why i gave Listen, her a look hey if it was good enough for calvin yeah. it's good really the question is was it good enough for calvin i'm saying it was good enough for calvin <laughs> folks out there so, clowning yeah. calvin for working <laughs> so yeah calvin was um, getting that bread <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, like I was saying, like I was going to say, you know, I was giving her my game. It's like, all right, you need to go around all these little shops and find the one to where you can relax and chill, you know, do some work here and there. But your first job, you know, get used to how jobs going versus going to fast food, getting thrown into the fire by people who Literally. want their money mm-hmm. and want their money now and you back there sweating behind an assembly line putting sandwiches together. I'm like, all right, look, Listen. look I didn't told you. You, you <laughs> done made the decision. You could have been working go at the library. The, you know what? You could have been working. Yep. <laughs> you got to go through it to learn. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the best teacher is experience. You just got to go through it sometimes to find out, you know, you don't know what you hate until you actually experience it. Sometimes. I almost had a job at Wendy's. I, I'm not going to get into why I didn't take the job because I don't want to malign Wendy's. Um, but yeah, needless to say, I did not take. I, I was going to wear. I had my my little navy pants. You had to have navy chinos to work mm-hmm. there. I had my navy pants, but yeah, after it was, it was just some stuff had went down, and I was like, nah. If y'all remind me, I will tell a story about this stuff and what my child is going through right now in the after party, which reminds me as well. I probably should tell people how they can actually get the after party. So if you would like to become a patron, if you'd like to support the tech, John, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech, John, the tech J A W N. And anyone who does that, you get some additional benefits. For example, you get to actually listen to the show without ads. That's one of the benefits you can get depending on which tier you get. Everyone who signs up, become a Patreon can actually watch our after party and our live stream. So you get to watch us do the show live. So we actually have a little, you know, a few additional conversations and we talk about stuff. Just it may not be tech all the time, but we talk about stuff in the after party. So if you're interested in that, head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech John. So with that being said, 
Terrence, this was a really interesting story that you put in for our first story. I believe it was an article out of the Atlantic. And I think the way you titled it was what's holding consumers back from fully adopting EVs. And I have to be honest, when I first saw just your titles, like, oh, I know because them Johns is expensive. But then as I'm reading through the article and looking at some of the supporting information, it's like, well, at the top end, like that, that new 2025 Escalade, it'll be coming out next year. Well, at the top end of that, that's, yeah, that's really expensive compared to a regular Escalade. But for a lot of cars, they really are price competitive with their uh, full fuel combustion engine counterparts. So the reasons well, well, that people well, I don't are. Know, I don't know about that, but I wanted to reason why I thought the article was interesting because I skimmed through most of it looking for whoever the whatever the reason the author thought that the one thing was holding electric vehicles back into too long didn't read. He says, according to some guy he interviewed, who's now a leader in the electric vehicle market, he said there's not enough public um, access to charging, whether it be free, paid, whatever the case may be. There's just still not a lot. Now, he says when he got started in the game, it was 2012, I think he mentioned. And, you know, a lot of people had that range anxiety. You got to pack all this extra stuff. You got to go to old school map way and map out your trip. If you're taking Mm -hmm. a road trip, you know, now that's kind of the thing of the past. But still, you know, you still got to hunt around and find a public charging spot if it's working if it's compatible with your vehicle and according to this um, author, the guy he interviewed, let me find this guy's name. So I don't keep calling him the guy. Bill Furrow um, is the guy. And he now is, I forget his, he's founder of EV session, a data platform that tracks charger reality. Uh, geez. Reliability admits that those developers is not enough for what's coming. Then not enough, meaning the public, Uh, access to the charging station. So he believes we ain't got enough charging stations around here for people to fully adopt Mm -hmm. EVs. But I don't know if that's the reason. No, it's not. (laughs) So I wanted to pose. So I wanted to pose the question to you all. You know, what do you think the reason why America is not gun ho to where everybody is beating the doors down to make these manufacturers make more electric vehicles? Until you can charge your vehicle as quickly as you can fill up your tank. People are not going to adopt in mass electric vehicles. And mm-hmm. that's just the bottom line. Even at a fast charger that my sister has a Tesla and even at a Tesla fast charger, you're sitting there for at least 15 minutes, at mm-hmm. least at mm-hmm. minimum 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I ain't got that kind of time. <laughs> and, and if so, if I can't get out my car and plug that charger in and stand there for the, the two and two a half minutes it would yeah. take to fill my tank up, I ain't doing it. <laughs> I, I just ain't doing it. And, and that's just the bottom line. I mean, we went on vacation last year and, and she drove. We went, we went to Martha's Vineyard. Um, and when I tell you it was cool because it was vacation. So we weren't mm-hmm, in any particular chilling. hurry, right. but the, I, but we stopped every, like probably every two hours ish and we had to wait. 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes each time. And mm-hmm. when I tell you, you know, that added. That it almost damn near doubled the, the length of the trip, number one. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, who wants to do that? Like, even right. if you're just chilling and you can stop at some little cute little roadside thing to, you know, what? ain't nobody got time for that, man. Ain't nobody got time for that. So right. I, I would offer this this counterpoint because I am the same, or at least I was the same way. I think that I've started changing because I've really started researching this. And I, I have a lot of partners who have EVs now. So I write in them regularly. I talk about them darn near every week on other shows. And the thing that we are going to have to get used to is that is not going to be like going to the gas station. It's going to be different, you know, for, for EVs. You don't need gas stations any longer. You're going to go to the grocery store. There's a supercharger. You just charge up while you're in the grocery store. You go to get your nails done. You just charge up because there's a supercharger in the parking lot where the nail, nail tech is. You go to the barbershop. You just charge up at the barbershop because there's plugs there. So those, yes, when you're on the road trips and you have run down to where you've only got 5% less and you, and, and you know, your Tesla or whatever vehicle is telling you, you need to go to this next one. You know, he, here's the places you can go on your trip and still get there. And when you're, you have to fully charge up, then yes, then you might be waiting that half hour. But one of the things that I've come to understand is that 
we think that we always are filling up to uh, to maximum from E. And that's very, very rarely the case, which usually happening when you're doing a road trip. I mean, this is maybe more so with Tesla and everything else because they've been doing it the longest and their chargers tend to work all the time is that you don't charge up to full. You charge up to where you have enough to get to the next charger on your destination. Um, So it's not which also makes no sense to me. And it's just like I. I'm not, I don't want to have to think about plugging my car in every time I pull into a parking lot just because I'm running into the, the, the damn Trader Joe's. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I, mm-hmm. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I mean, like I said, that's just clearly just me. Um, no, it's, it's not you. Cause and, I, and I, and I want to be able to run my jaw down to the gas light coming on, go and spend three minutes, fill it back up and, and, and go. And to your point, Rob, you're absolutely right. You, Tesla, the, Tesla anyway, will it will be like flashing lights when you're getting low. It only wants you to go down about 20%. You don't need to charge it all the way. And even that start, that battery management starts getting like, it's work. It's too much work when I can just put the gas pump in the car, <laughs> click the handle and be done in two minutes. Like you, you're not going to convince me until the process is as seamless as pumping gas. I just ain't doing it. So this is an, an experiment that I actually went through probably a year, 18 months ago. I can't remember exactly when I did it. And it's like, I want you to map every time you drive beyond the range of what your gas tank can get you. How often do you do that? And for me, in tw- when I did it, I did it whenever it was through. It, it must have been about 18 months ago because I did it. up. When you t- say beyond the range, what do you like? So like like currently like currently on my truck right now, if I if I fill it up, it'll tell me exactly how many miles I have until I have to fill up. Mm-hmm. And what I was challenged to do was I want you to track every single time you leave your home and drive further than that so that you have no choice. You're, you're, you have a full tank of gas and you drive until you run out of gas and you need to get to another gas station on a trip. How often do you do that? So I tracked this for six months. I did it twice. I left my house two entire times where I had to actually, cause I, I went on trips as basically taking baby girl to college and, and back, you know, and then going to visit and coming back that I actually had to fill my truck up with gas before I got back to my house. So it's like if I'm being realistic and, and my driving habits don't really change, like, OK, I want to go get this EV and now I'm going to do road trips every four, you know, every fourth day. If that were to be the case, then maybe it doesn't make sense. But for me, you know, if I'm driving that far, that little, then if I, as long as I get back home, it doesn't matter because I leave the house every day with a full charge with an EV. And and that's something that you also have to think about. One, one of my partners, literally, he lives in a townhome with a shared parking space. He actually had to, you know, jump through some hoops because he was the first like in his county to do this in a in, in a parking lot. But he actually got his assigned parking space with an EV charger in it. And he was like, I don't I just don't worry about gas anymore because when I get home, um, he has a, a Ford F-150 Lightning. It's like, as soon as I get out the truck, I just grab the thing and put it on and walk in the house. And when I leave the next day, it's full and I can drive literally, you know, three states away before I have to worry about putting, you know, additional charge on it. So, but you're, yeah. but you're taking your, um, in that case, that makes sense for him. But think about people in New York, think about these highly mm-hmm. suburban areas to where, of course, New York people don't drive as much, but, you know, they, the people who do in the area, you know, they still want to have the same, like Stephanie mentioned. Same sort of access as a gas station. Now, I uh, actually drove a, a hybrid uh, this weekend and, you know, it was a nice it was a minivan, actually, which I'm surprised I even got behind the wheel of a minivan. But that's a, <laughs> another conversation for another day. You know, but I was surprised at the how um, uh, the experience was driving an electric vehicle. In this case, it was a hybrid, but you still kind of got the feel of the electric vehicle, you know, the positive to where it was gas. So I still didn't have to worry about, you know, where I'm going to park, where I'm going to, you know, uh, get gas. But there was one time to where we went out to eat and, you know, um, in the parking lot, the parking spaces was full with the exception of a couple of the electric vehicle charging areas, pulled in front ways, plugged it up, went in to eat, came out and I had some charge there. So again, it was a hybrid. So I really wasn't tripping. You know, I still had the gas as a backup, but you know, that, my opinion, in my opinion, and this is a weird, not necessarily a weird opinion. I still, I still believe that 
even though prices are coming down on electric vehicles, I still think the electric vehicles are ugly, in my opinion. And I think a lot of people, for the price you have to pay for an electric vehicle, they still are not as attractive as your average vehicle. And I'm not talking about people who drive Mustangs and Camaros and Corvettes and Porsches and things like that. I'm talking about a rave. If you look at the how attractive to me, the newer Honda Accords look and the new Toyota Corollas look, some of these mid range average person vehicles that they drive versus the only other comparable car or even SUV, now that they're starting to make more of those, is a Tesla. I can't think of any other electric vehicle out there that is equally as attractive as like your average Honda, Toyota, some of these cars that you see around everywhere. You mean no vehicle, high end or otherwise? Or are you just talking about mid-range? I'm thinking about mid-range. Them them electric BMWs are fire. There's electric Audis that are fire. I'm I'm talking below that. I'm talking about what? what, Average. You're talking talking like 45 or less. Right, 45 right, right. or less. Okay. Name me one vehicle that's attractive as some of those vehicles that I mentioned. And I can't think of I mean, any of them. I don't and even I don't, think, I don't even think Teslas are aesthetically pleasing. I, I don't like mm-hmm. the body style of any Tesla, even, even mm-hmm. the, the SUV with the X wing doors and all other. Like, I don't like anything about the aesthetics of the Tesla. Um, and there just isn't to your point, there just is not enough. I mean, clearly, I'm not an environmentalist because I don't really care about <laughs> saving the environment. Stuff ain't hugging no trees. There's not a there's not enough um, of of a selling feature Choice. to yeah. any EV uh, right now to make me buy it. Especially considering I cannot char- charge it the same way I can fill up my my tank on my mm-hmm. car. Like like I said, when when that happens, and and I think it will, you will eventually be able to just you know what I mean. Go to a quote unquote gas station, a charging station that looks like a gas station that you know they'll they'll perfect quick charging or whatever, and it might only take five minutes or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, and then there's a car that is aesthetically pleasing. Then I'll be like, all right, whatever. But that's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. For me and I still EV. can't, fi- and I still can't figure out why these car companies, I think I know the reason why, because they're too big and they can't turn on a dime like some of these other companies can. But I don't understand why, you know, think whatever the average, um, American vehicle, what's out there, um, uh, think of like a, um, a Chevy Malibu. Why can't they just make an electric version of a Chevy Malibu? Why is it these, uh, especially like the American companies, GM, Ford, you know, they got the Ford Lightning F-150 that's easily 80, 90 grand. And they got the Cadillac Lyric that's easily a hundred and so grand. Like Rob mentioned, the Escalade, which is easy a hundred plus grand so, yeah. for these vehicles. Why are the American companies specifically not saying, What's the popular car that everybody's driving? Chevy Blazer, boom, electric. Um, you know, somebody, Wayne mentioned the, uh, Mustang Mach E, but even that, you kind of, uh, that, mm, does that look, that ain't really ain't all that attractive. You know, it's like, why are these companies, it seems like they're holding back on just flooding the market with electric vehicles. Is it because they're too big and the, um, they can't just spin up a new, uh, uh, well, it might it might have been for the reasons that you because you put your second article uh, with this story was the fact that GM and Ford are now going to be using um, Tesla charging standards, so you know they'll have access. That might have been it. So we mm-hmm. might see this going forward, where just your average tourist, you know, now looks can be electric or not, you know, based right. on whatever. I think I think they they may have been holding back because they knew they didn't have the right network of charging stations yet Mm -hmm. and now that they do you know what i mean we might start seeing a lot more you know ev options yeah i threw that in there because that that is a big part because the the original story from the atlantic the the author was basically saying that consternation is because if you don't have a tesla you don't know you can't just trust that the map is telling you that you have this amount of range and you can get to this place because you get to the place and they don't have any functioning chargers and or a regular per- a regular car is parked in the spot. Exactly. You know, all the mother challenges. So right? uh, like I said, one of my partners, he's actually got the F-150 Lightning 
And he says, it, 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 you know, he went on it, you know, the, the first year he had it, he went on a trip somewhere down to the ocean in Maryland. And it was like, it was, he, he said, he, he, he never got to the point where he was sweating, but he was like, I had to make sure that when I, when I do get to this charger, I'm, I'm going to sit here for the half hour and charge all the way up or get me to like 90% because I don't want to get down to the beach. And even though they're telling me that they got five chargers, four of them Johns don't work. And then, you know, somebody gets there before me and I got to wait until they move their car and those kind of things. But that basically, uh, as of relatively recently, like this weekend is, is kind of going away because now Ford and GM have signed on with Tesla to where they're going to use Tesla's chargers. So Tesla has clearly the Tesla superchargers, you know, Tesla had no choice. The company had no choice but to go out and put charging stations out there because the, if where if I can't charge my car up any place but my house, I simply can never have one of these cars. So they had to go out and put their foot into doing these superchargers pretty much everywhere. They're all over the country at this point. And they always, I don't want to say they always work, but they generally work very well. As compared to the other standards to where it is not uncommon that they'll, it'll say, you know, on your, on your map, there's six chargers here and you drive up and two of them work. Which um, I don't understand. And even the ones they're just like janky. those other, and, and they're, they take long. Yeah, they take longer and like, they, they long take longer. So it's GM like, and now Ford and now GM, they're saying, nah, we're just going to go ahead and roll with Tesla. And if that happens, you're probably going to see Honda. And, you know, in Toyota, they're going to probably come around, too, because, you know, it, it is a selling point. It's like if but I, I know understand. I can go and get gas at this place, but I ain't sure if I can go and get it at this, at this other place. I'm saying gas. If I know I can go and charge up at this place, but don't know if I can at the other place, then I may, maybe I'll get this car where I never am going to have an issue because the well, Tesla. I don't, understand, I don't understand why GM, these monster companies that are the cornerstone of America and they've been around for over a hundred years mm-hmm. and they make all these cars. Why are they pussyfooting around and they waited and they waited and now they got to write deals when I'm pretty sure the people in the boardrooms. Somebody said full, something mm-hmm. and they were they like, y'all better get on this EV trend now. But then, you know, like you, I think it probably what you said though as far as like turning on a dime and and too big to fail kind of yeah but it's been 10 years though what y'all wait well well, well, no here's the thing (laughs) the the thing is they waited till six months ago to actually get serious about i'm being facetious has been a little bit longer than that but tesla when tesla started okay we really actually are real car company we have to have charging stations out there for people to be able to charge these cars up so they started well over a decade ago, putting superchargers out there. Tesla is not GM. It is not Ford, but it is not a small company. GM and Ford, without spending literally billions of dollars real quick and in a hurry, they simply just can't catch up to where Tesla is. So, you know, who knows? They, they may actually get behind, you know, some other tech, not other technologies, but other companies that aren't named Tesla, but they're just going to have to license that charging technology from Tesla. Uh, again, what they yeah. waiting on? Sorry ass <laughs> risk averse CEOs yeah. that didn't want to take the chance what? and wanted to sit back and be comfortable and complacent what? and rest on their laurels and not get out here and innovate the way they should have been innovating. Like they say they ago. innovate with these exactly, ugly exactly. cars that That's they're coming out with. No, because we, we like, know that people at companies is like, how can we make all the money right now? They ain't necessarily thinking about the future because, you know, one, one thing you will say that GM is not one thing you will say the Ford is not. They ain't thinking about 10 years from now. They thinking about 10 months from now. That, that That's how they operate. What can we but sell most right now? Because because GM, you know, everybody thinks Tesla is like the first EV that was out. No, GM. I can't remember the name of it, but GM way back in the day had the first commercially available EV. Now, they didn't sell any of them, but they did I have think it. another and I think that's another conspiracy theory. I think uh these major car companies are in bed too much with these oil companies. And them oil companies was oh, like, and they, yeah. cut that off. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> cut that smooth There off. you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So, there yeah. you go. So there, 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 that's, there, that, that's the reason right there. There is a <laughs> lot of that. But like I said, I thought it was going to be purely because the cost. That's the reason. And it's like, no. You know, like I said, at the top end, because... 
I've been looking, I think y'all know, I'll tell the listeners, but I've been driving Escalade since 2007. I really, I don't really desire to drive anything else. It's the best SUV I've ever been in. And there is, uh, like I said, the 2025 coming out, but a base model Escalade you can get for like 83, 85. They're saying, cause they haven't released any pricing yet on that, uh, Escalade. It'll be called the Escalade IQ. So GM is keeping the IQ branding on pretty much all of the, the electric vehicles. Yeah. Why did, and that's another thing. Why can't it just be an Escalade? You get the gas version or you get the electric version. It's still an Escalade. <laughs> Same thing with BMW. They got the BMW i this and they got the Mercedes Benz EQZ. Well, Why can't it just be a Mercedes ML3 branding. whatever? Well, because gas branding. or electric. Branding. <laughs> well, but see, right now you've got, you've got the Escalade. You've got the Escalade EV. You've got the Escalade V. This is just going to be another in those, you know, of the four. I guess, now there's three different Escalades you can get. It'll be the fourth to one. Feel superior. It, it, exactly. So. Um, and a way for them to slap on an additional 20 grand for that, John, because exactly. they're saying it is going to cost 20 to 30 more to get the Escalade because it'll be more like an Escalade V because they're going to have all the sensors and all the stuff that's in it in order to allow to be an ev then they're gonna have to charge more for it so for me i'm like am i willing to pay that much more for you know for a whip just so it's battery operated and i I, I don't not yet i think these not yet i think these car companies do that on purpose and they price the people right out and say yeah i'll just get the gas and they're like yes so (laughs) but what, what are they saying uh 2020 uh was it 2030 is that, is that when uh, they're supposed to be completely switched? Or maybe it's 2035 right. when the law says you have to be completely switched over. But I think their so plans are for Buick. I know. So that, Go ahead. Yes, it's 2030. So that that was another point I was getting at. You know, um, we were talking about how these car companies want the money and they want it now versus the future. But it seems like they're talking out both sides of next because GM was one of the companies like we fully commit that all of our electric vehicles going forward are going to be fully this and that by 2030. It's like, all right, well, you're. Clearly, and you watching Tesla like a hawk. So clearly you are looking into the future, you know, but it's like the what you're saying versus what you're doing. It ain't caught up yet. And I'm just trying to figure out, all right, well, how long y'all going to wait for Tesla to keep on, keep on, keep on? And then you're going to have to partner with them when I'm pretty sure backdoor y'all was talking mad trash about Tesla. Oh, you know, this and now y'all got a partnership with them to like you in this other story to sign on to their charging stations. You know, it's like, all right, well, y'all was talking cash crazy about them. But now y'all got to come to the table. It's like, what y'all doing? I honestly think. That GM in particular was not worried about somebody buying a Tesla versus buying a Malibu. What they are worried about is somebody buying an F-150 as compared to buying a Silverado. That that is problematic for a GM. So when that, when that when that F one fifty, well they ain't they, you know they, they moving now so they they, they are they're they're, they're, they're behind Ford but they're not as far behind Ford as everybody is behind Tesla. Like I said, I think that that F one fifty because to your point, Stephanie, you don't like how they look, Terrence. You don't necessarily like how they look. Um, look at the F one fifty. You may unless you really just in the F one fifty, you probably wouldn't even notice that it was one unless you see the lights or you see the little lightning and the, you know the electric symbol on it, or you see somebody open up the front. You wouldn't know. It well, looks I'm just like a about, regular truck. I'm talking about mass adoption. Now, everybody mm-hmm. and their mama drives a pickup, but that still ain't mass adoption. The, the the point I wanted to bring up, which this original story was, why hasn't mass adoption happened around electric vehicles? And I still think because they ugly. I'm not saying the mm-hmm. F-150 is ugly. I'm not saying the Silverado is ugly. But you think of your average car, the, the Volt and the Bolt and the the Prius and them things still ugly after all these years and it's like what are y'all doing? Y'all can't come up with a better the, Prius. The, the, Pri- the Prius, it's like yeah, my sister, my my sister had a she had a Prius back in the day before it was even you know before it was like kind of even cool to have a Prius. She got one. It's like what are you doing? It's like you're literally driving around like look at one of these cars that look like it's from Demolition Man, the original one. It's like you just look like you're driving a bullet. But um, that's Prius. I, th- I think that, you know, we're to the you know, to the point now to where they're going to have to start making them look attractive and look like regular cars because they ain't got no choice. It's like, you know, people if, if, if someone can go and say, I want to buy a car that doesn't look like an EV. That is enough reason for you to make your cars not look like EVs, because that, that's what I think where GM and Ford and all the other manufacturers are now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So y'all, as we get into this next story here, before I even jump into it, I just want to ask, so did did either of y'all, were you affected by not being able to see stuff on Reddit today? Did you even notice? Absolutely. Absolutely not. So I actually do use Reddit occasionally, but I I guess it's really only occasionally because until I started researching this story, I had actually forgot that they were going to do this. So here's where the story is, you know, Reddit, quite a few subreddits went down today. They went dark and they're doing this because Reddit has determined back in April, I believe it was that they are now charging. They need to make some money. Yeah. They need to make some money (laughs) and they're charging have have yet to and they're charging for API calls. And it's not because of like the the little developers that are creating really like Apollo is one of the apps that's actually going to shut down at the end of the month because of these new charges and stuff like that. It's not because of them. It's because of Microsoft and because of Google and because of OpenAI and everybody else that was able to you know freely go and get all these really, really good questions and all these really, really good answers to questions out of this giant database for free. And they was like, nah, hold up before y'all monetize on your end and push us out of business, we're going to start making you pay for the information you're getting from us. Um, and that's, that's essentially what's happening. It which is, is not inexpensive. Is, which is fair. Mm-hmm. However, they should probably um, tier that in some way based or on done it this, a long time ago, based on the size <laughs> of the company or something. I think they, I think there's a way to do it. That would be sort of, um, fairly distributed over because because i mean you i don't know that you necessarily i don't know that it's necessarily fair to be charging a microsoft and an apollo the same amount of money you know Mm -hmm. what i mean but if they're grabbing the same amount of data then then maybe it is and maybe apollo needs to rethink their revenue model if they're saying that they, they now have to go out of business because of these new charges so i don't know i think you know and the the one thing I, I noticed in this article was that, um, you know, um, Reddit is is basically Twitterifying their their revenue stream. And I'm like, and that's never a good idea because we see how well that's working out for Twitter. And it's not. So I think I don't, I don't know what the solution is for this, but I just thought it was interesting because, you know, Reddit is not an ex- insignificant platform. And the idea that almost 8,000 subreddits went dark today and will be dark for the next 48 hours, some indefinitely, is, is kind of a big deal. So I think they're going to really have to get creative in their solution as opposed to just trying to unilaterally charge people money, um, a blanket, you know, 24 cents or whatever the, the, the rate was for the, for the data, they're going to have to get a little bit more creative than that um, if they don't want to collapse their entire platform. And hopefully this sends a message to other companies out there that are just doing stuff for free. These startups, you know, doing this stuff and they're not really thinking about, all right, when are we going to start to one think about profit and how we're going to obtain that versus waiting waiting, waiting, waiting for something like a Twitter and something like a Reddit to happen for them to be now they got a hustle, you know, to 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 do this. You know, it's like the the, the, the name well, of that's the, the VC's problem, you right. know, throwing mm-hmm. bags of money at these companies, you know, indefinitely. Here's your mm-hmm. series A. Here's your series B. Here's your series. And it's right. just like they ain't made no money yet. Why you keep giving right. them money and valuating mm-hmm. them at, you know, billion dollar valuations dollars, right. and carrying on. Stop that. Like, stop. Mm-hmm. That. So mm-hmm. I started really, you know, trying to research and figure it's like, well, 8,000 subreddits have gone dark today in solidarity over we are upset that you are 
uh, charging people to use your service. And I'm just thinking, these are the subreddits. These are not the app developers. They're in solidarity with the app developers on the other side of it. But the people who are, you know, I wasn't, I'm, I'm not going to not use Reddit because some app that I had never heard of until like, I, I know Apollo is a big app. It's like the number one app for, you know, for iOS users when it comes to Reddit. I, I get that. It is a big app that is developed by one person, but I'm not stopping using Reddit when I was never using that in the first place. Now there may be some Apollo stands that are like, well, because I can't use the app I want to use, I'm no longer going to use Reddit. But from Reddit standpoint, it's like, if that is the case, you were not generating revenue for us anyway. All you were doing was costing us money. So I'm in the situation where I feel bad for the developer, but I don't feel terrible because when you when you basically build your thing in somebody else's somebody sandbox, else. they control the sand. I, you know, I put on here. It's like Fat Joe said this best. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Um, I, this is my example of what's happening. Somebody has a really, really big backyard. And instead of walking the sidewalk, you know, they're on the corner. Instead of walking the sidewalk to go all the way around. You've just started to cut through a path through their uh, backyard. Now, the people who own the house don't really say anything about that. But then they say, you know what? We have a whole lot of folks walking through this backyard. It's n- now we or, have a trail back here. It's costing us right. money to maintain this. So if you want to continue walking through our yard, we're going to throw this little fence up. And if you want to continue cutting through, then it's going to cost you a quarter every time you cut through. And people, oh, well, I, you know, I can't believe it. And it's like, well, no, you could just walk around because all you were doing was costing me money before. And now I'm not going to, you know, but not see, you know, the, go ahead. the flaw in that argument, though, is um, you can't just walk around. You know what I mean? Like a, a, an app like Apollo that was built as an as a Reddit specific, you know, API can't just walk around if it's not going to walk through Reddit. So it, the, you know, the idea that Reddit would have had, would have built yeah, this platform point. and established itself as a platform that gave this stuff away for free. That was, that was the model at first, you know what I mean? And then to try to get people on the comeback, basically years later, you know, it's not like this is six months in and now Reddit has seen how popular it's gotten and like, oh, wow, I guess we can actually charge people. Reddit's been around for years, you know what I mean? For a, a decade at this point and hadn't been charging people this whole time. So, you know, I'm not saying that they, they don't reserve the right to do that, but I'm saying you need to, I think, be more fair in how you do it and how you distribute that cost across the different developers that use your platform. In another lifetime, long, 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 long time ago, one of the things I used to do was I would actually look at, you know, acquisition targets, look at these small you know, you can call them mom and pop, you know, literally the, 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 you know, the, the two guys and the three guys that had something working out of their garage. And it's like, Ooh, that's really cool technology. Let's look and see if it makes sense to go acquire the tech or do an aqua hire or whatever. And you will look at it and things that I will look at is, okay. Um, where are you pulling this data from? Oh, Reddit. Um, where, where in your cap table are you showing that if they start charging you for that, that how are you going to, how are you going to look at this? Oh yeah, your valuation is not what you think it is. <laughs> it is it is significantly less than you think it is. So like I said, and I'm not I'm not throwing but I understand that, you know, it this is the way that Reddit has been doing it for years. And now all of a sudden, within a short amount of time, they're changing. But the reason they're changing is because they're saying we can't let open AI, we can't let Microsoft, we can't let Google and everybody else just doing all this stuff sweep over us. So we got to shut this down while they're still pulling data from our API. Microsoft can afford, you know, um, what is it? 50 million, you know, for, for fifth, what is it? 50 million, $12,000 for 50 million API quests. That's a drop in a bucket for, you know, for Microsoft, like, sure, here you go. Um, in fact, you know, put us down for 50 billion. Um, is what Microsoft, right. literally, that's and, how and, they would look at and, it. And they, and they need to get that money from them. I'm just saying, like, like I said, uh, some sort of tiered structure, like you, I don't know that you necessarily need to just shit on every mm-hmm. single developer that's using your platform. Um, and the people are speaking, you know what I mean? It'll be interesting to see how long this boycott less um and if and if it's enough to put some real pressure on Reddit, because like I said, you can't just, yeah, you know I mean, like, 
Like you can, yeah, I but, get it. but you shouldn't. You know what I mean? There's a right and a wrong way to do this kind of thing. And, and, going, and I don't think Red is doing it the right way. And going back to, you know, the previous story, it's like, come on, man. Why, why is it so hard for these companies to look down into the future and say, all right, we need to start taking some steps now because eventually we're going to have mm-hmm. to start charging for this stuff. Let's f- sit down and figure out the best way to do this. And why it should have been it, 0.02 cents per data point from the beginning. Already. That yes. should have been the revenue right. model at the beginning. And then right. nobody would have had a problem with it. And y'all would have been paid even more paid than you are right now because you would have been getting that money from the gate. Yeah. Like, that's it's cr- no it's crazy. It's crazy how these companies just operate. But meanwhile, the American people, I got to have a three month, six month, nine month savings because just in case a rainy day happens, but these right. companies will just do whatever. I am about to see mm-hmm. their damn pants, man. And then when, and then have to, when a decision has to be made, has to be made now. And then now you're dealing with all this versus right. figuring out the best way to do this years and years and years ahead of time. I think your boy, uh, was, uh, Alexis Ohanian. Is that, was he mm-hmm. read it? Mm-hmm. He was like, let me go on here. And and his bag and, yeah. and let me go ahead and ride on up right. out of here right like, quick. Let me go ahead and take this take this billion dollars in balance. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Amen. So Apollo, I feel bad. I feel I feel bad for the uh for the you know for the uh gentleman that uh, came over because he's 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 a solopreneur. He's basically a one person right. shop that built this ridiculously good app. And he just—it's just cheaper to it's, it's 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 basically easier for me to just shut it down and go away than it is to try to figure all this out by myself. So I get it, but um, because yeah, I'm I, you know, like I said, I feel bad, but I don't feel terrible because it's like you you have to be real careful when you build your stuff in somebody else's sandbox. You just you just you know right. you just got to. You but, have no choice. But May, Wayne right. in the chat made a point that you know there may have been some conversations and some lies that were told to Apollo. That some, you know, of course, there's two sides to every story, but maybe Reddit said, y'all straight, we got y'all. And then last second said, nah, we ain't going on. We reneging on that deal. And I think yeah, Apollo's well, like, wait a minute, out. man. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, too. y'all said, no. you know, so what's, again. What's done in the dark, as they mm-hmm. say. So um, again, once again, again business, you know, from, from a business standpoint, the fact that you said it don't mean Jack. Did you write it in a contract? Because if Apollo got a contract that says where he's ready to say he could do something that he's got some recourse, I don't think that he does. So it's like they, they might have had a conversation and you might have thought the conversation was going real well. And then it, 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 this is what happens when two companies meet. They each go back into their own respective camps and then they have additional conversations. And the fact that you uh, Apollo is run by a person. He is dealing with a massive multi-billion dollar company. There was just some other conversations like, yeah, we ain't doing that. And, th- and, th- and that's all that that was. So I'm, I'm not saying that I know this, but I'm saying I know how companies operate like that. So I, like I said, I feel bad. I don't necessarily feel terrible. <laughs> Cash rules everything around me. <laughs> so y'all, I threw this one in here about WhatsApp news. They have a new feature coming out called channels. And it was interesting to me because, you know, because of a couple of things. Now, here in the United States, I think that if anybody said, well, what's the number one message you have? They're probably going to say iMessage. But it is an iMessage. It is actually WhatsApp Messenger. And it's not even really close. It's like WhatsApp Messenger, then Facebook Messenger, then WeChat, and then iMessage. iMessage is like fourth or fifth on the list. But WhatsApp, you know, you, there are, I mean, there's 4 billion people on the, on the, you know, on the planet to have access to the internet and 2.2 of them are using WhatsApp as their primary means, not primary, but they, they log into it at least uh, once every 30 days. It's a massive app. So one of the things that WhatsApp is doing, and they've, they've actually been doing this over the past year, year and a half or so, is they're adding a lot more social media like features into their platform. And what they're doing with channels is it gives you the ability to send out a broadcast style message to anyone who was following your channel and you're able to get that out. And, and a lot of companies were using Twitter for this. So, you know, if you were Procter and Gamble or if you were, you know, any big company or even, you know, just a big creator and you wanted to get a message out pretty quickly, you would just go and you would put it in your Twitter feed and you potentially could have, you know, hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people actually see that. 
Twitter, we've all known or having the problem that Twitter is having. So, you know, Facebook has really been, I should say, uh, Meta has really been, okay, you know, let, let's, let's step in and fill the void. So they own WhatsApp and now they're putting this channels feature in there, which is like, it's not really a, you know, a messaging type feature. This is more of a, of a social media type feature to where you now can send a message out to whoever is following this channel and do it as a broadcast. And this is probably going to be big that, you know, Meta is doing it the way they do a lot of stuff. They're, they're running it in a couple of other countries first before they bring it here, before they bring it to like the UK. My gut tells me that these, this is going to be a huge feature for them because so many people use it. And if you're like, if you, if you are, you know, if, 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 if you're Sam's club and you want to send out a massive message to a lot of people, you can, you know, what can you do right now? You can do email, you can do a text message, you can put it out on Twitter and now you may be able to put things out on WhatsApp channel. So I want to get you guys' take on that. What, what do you think as far as, as because of what's going on at Twitter is now the time, you know, to strike while the iron is hot, so to speak. Well, yes, but at the same time, I guess the social part of it is what I'm having a problem with. Because it's not really social in the sense that Twitter is right. When a Sam's club puts out a message, I can interact with Sam's club. Now, Mm -hmm. whether they reply, whether or not they retweet it or whatever the case may be, that's their business. But I can talk to Sam's club or talk about Sam's club with other people who respond to the message. We have a social conversation. This is just like a broadcast message, right? So it's still kind of messagey, if mm-hmm. that's a word. And, but we, so we'll have to see how we or how the users interact with that for it to be, you know, beneficial enough for these companies to put them out in the first place. If they're just putting out messages, but they can't really track how much, I don't know, engagement, response, whatever the case may be versus just people opening it, you know, is that going to give enough mess, uh, metrics for these companies to be like, all right, well, this is something that benefits us. If they just put down messages and some dude or some person or AI <laughs> is sitting by here trying to put this stuff out, but they're not getting any sort of they can't track the feedback, then what good is it? You know, so that that's something that I have to think about. I just think like. Stop trying to make fetch happen. I mean, I don't know if y'all watch, you know, have mm-hmm. ever, have ever seen Mean Girls, but it's just like, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's like, this is, WhatsApp is, is what it is. Like, you, you, you did not need to do all of this stuff when you already have two other perfectly good platforms to do all of this stuff. I just, I cannot stand when companies kluge up, you know, things that work perfectly fine with more features. And, and it's just a money grab uh, mm. when you already are a billion dollar. Like it's just, it's just stop trying to make fetch happen. That's all I have. <laughs> so I am not standing for meta Facebook and WhatsApp at all. I will say this because I am, I use WhatsApp more than I use SMS because I, I just, I have a, you know, a large friend and family group who use it. And I have family members, uh, who they, they're back in the States now, but they used to live overseas. So that's how I communicated with them. And so I use it a lot. All of this new stuff that they put in there. I don't want to say obfuscate is, is, is the word I'm looking for. But if that's you're not, word, if you're not looking for all the additional stuff, it just works like it's always worked. It's like, oh, wow, that's cool. I didn't know they do that. And then I don't think about it again. And then it's, and then it's gone. It's not like right there in your face. They, they are very careful with not overwhelming their users and turning it in. Like when, when, when you look at, I don't know if either of you have ever looked at WeChat. There's like 1,947,000 buttons in there. And it's like, and it can be overwhelming. Um, I think that Meta is purposefully making sure that they don't do that with, uh, you know, you know, with WhatsApp. So that's just like, so that's just an observation. I don't really care one way or the other what they do with it. But I do think that this could be big because anything that WhatsApp does, remember, you got 2 billion people logging in every month. So if, so I mean, 2 billion people a month. So let's just say that out of that 2 billion people, they just get 10% that actually like this feature. Um, you're talking about 200 million people who are doing that's half of Twitter. and True, th- but like, like, and it'd be profitable or beneficial for the 
WhatsApp and or the businesses that decide to use these channels is a, like I said, a whole different thing. Cause yeah, there's a lot of people who could like it, but if I'm paying WhatsApp, you know, Tech John is paying WhatsApp, whatever it is to send out these channels and we can't track whether or not the people are using it or not, you know, then it's like, well, what's the point? So here's my thought on that. And I, I knew we were going to go here. I don't believe for a minute that Meta is not working on making this thing just like a Twitter chat or or tw- a Twitter thread. I I feel about, I'd be willing to bet that they are working on that technology. They're just not rolling it out first. It's like we're going to we're going to slow move it. We don't need to be Twitter tomorrow. Let's just have channels today, or, you know, or, or whenever they actually roll this out, and they're just going to see. Are people using it? How are people using it? What is the feedback? What are people saying that they want in relation to this? Okay, well, let's go ahead and turn that fe- feature on that we didn't even tell anybody about. Let's go ahead and turn that feature on that we didn't even tell anybody about and then see how that works. Um, They're going to do just like Instagram and it go from WhatsApp sending messages to <laughs> videos or something like that because they trying to just do something. That goes back to Stephanie's point, trying to clue in other things because they see what other companies are doing. And it's kind of like, well, all right, well, is it WhatsApp or is it just whatever everybody else is doing? <laughs> right. I have no doubt that Meta is going to do whatever they can do to maximize the amount of money that they're making. So if it's working and they making money from it, that's what they're going to do. Um, we've seen them in the past when they decided on a course of action and people revolted. Oh, hold up. Let's, let's change up. Let's maybe not do that today. Let's rewrite the language and let's come back. I think that'll, that'll be the case here. They, they're ultimately can't, are we making more money by doing this than we aren't? Are we, you know, are people really upset with what we're doing as we're making the money? Or are they not? And when they figure out what that right balance is, I think that, you know, always for them is how much money can we make for ourselves and our shareholders? So y'all, this last story we're going to talk about this evening. And I'm like, Steph, how do you always be finding stuff that's happening in my backyard? But it is, you, you, <laughs> it's happening everywhere. It's yeah. Happening yeah it's happening. But it's, it's bad here. It's like we see, we see this stuff on the news all the time. So let me tell the people we were talking about. Steph, this is your title here is tech to blame for the Kia boys. So, so I, I'll just, I'll, 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 I'll bring you in here in a second, but long story short, there are a lot of Kias out there. And Hyundai's too, that mm-hmm. it is not terribly difficult to steal these cars. It's, it's not hot wiring them. It's just, it's basically just busting off the steering column, taking a USB old cord. Car USB. Yeah. Old school. Mm-hmm. You, you literally just need a screwdriver, a flathead screwdriver, bust off the steering column, crack open the, the starter, and then flip a switch with a USB cable and the car starts up and you drive it away and joyride it. They fixed it for like, I think anything 2022 and later, but there's a whole lot of Kias out there that are, you know, like 2021 back that I believe the problem started with like 2012s or something like that. So it's been happening for a minute, but it's right here in my backyard. This is like South Linden. I used to live right next door to that when I first moved to Columbus. And what what I would say about that area is like, yeah, I can see why it would be happening there, but it's like, come on now, Kia. It's like, this is, you don't even have to, I looked at a video of how easy this is to do. It's disturbingly yeah. easy. It- ridiculous my mom has a kia and she's like so paranoid now and she's like my car my car i'm like we thankfully we still live in a neighborhood that is not the worst in the world um but but they are just so easy to 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 steal that it i don't even think neighborhood matters at this point because people are just taking advantage of um of how how easy they are to to hotwire so you gotta go go people had to go back and get the the little club and you know what i never knew it's like man why all these john's got clubs in them like that but that's the reason why because that's it is so easy um i can't remember it was a gm car back in the day we we we're talking about like in the 80s, but you literally could just bust the string column off, uh, bust out the, uh, the, the, you know, where you put your key into the ignition, you bust that off and then you put your screwdriver in and just turn it and it would be like you were turning the key and it starts up. That, that's not what's happening here. These are cars that literally are push button start. You know, you have a fob to get in with the car. These, these, these guys, I'm assuming gals too have just figured out, Oh, if you just do this, this is how you can manually start the car. And all you need is a screwdriver. A screwdriver and, you know, it, you know, some of them ain't even trying to, you know, steal the car to do anything with it. They just joyride. And so they'll just bust the windows out and get it in and do it. 
I would, I would, I would venture to say most of them aren't stealing the car for parts or, or as some larger yeah. part of some, you know, auto theft ring, uh, you know, national. Which would be smart, ring. but right. These, but not. they say that the, <laughs> the average age that they say of these quote unquote Kia boys is from twelve to fifteen. So yeah. these are young children, basically, with too much time on their hands and access to the internet. And and let me preface this whole thing um, by saying, you know, ultimately people are responsible for their own actions. Um, you know, parents obviously have a role to play in this as well. When you talk, when you're talking about children as young as 12 um, doing this, however, you know, there, uh, there are a couple things when I, when I said is tech to blame for the Kia boys, there are a couple of reasons I, I, I posed that question. The first one was because Kia should not have made these cheap ass cars that are this oh, easy. They, they are, they already knew it was into. an issue because in Canada, exactly. the law states that no, you have to, put, you have to put a governor or something. They, they had to put a piece like, of technology. Kill switch. It, yeah, it's kill switch in there to keep an, this from happening. Kill switch on the Kia and Hyundai, you know, in their effort to make as cheap a freaking car as possible, decided to leave that one, you know, potentially life saving feature out of this vehicle. And, and they should be, you know, they should take some of the ownership of this, you know, horrible trend on themselves for doing that. You know what I mean? There, there, there's, there's not really an excuse for why in America they don't have that same feature on the vehicles in this country as they do everywhere else on the planet. Um, and, 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 and it's, you can go and no one should be able to go into a car with a USB cable and start that damn car. I'm sorry. You just shouldn't be able to do that. And, and, and so I'm putting the blame for that particular piece of technology squarely at the foot of Kia and Hyundai. Um, two, <laughs> uh, you know, social media, man. It's just like it's the addictive. idea. It, it mm, is. It's like a challenge. Idea. It, mm-hmm. it, and, and the idea that, you know, these are the, and, 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 you know, TikTok, cause they, they, obviously TikTok is the, the, the platform of choice right now for these young people. And, and, and TikTok did make a good point in that, you know, they're not necessarily, videotaping themselves stealing the cars they're videotaping themselves in the cars driving around with the mask on and the and the music blaring and all the rest of that stuff so they so so tiktok has no way to actually verify that the car is stolen so they can't actually take the video down necessarily because it doesn't actually violate their terms of service however the the general atmosphere around social media and what social media does to young minds Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. is a problem now. And it's Mm -hmm. a problem that has gotten out of hand. It's a problem that we cannot put back a genie that we cannot get back in the bottle. Um, And and it's going to be it's a a problem that we aren't going to be able to legislate. It is going to be on these companies themselves to do something to fix this you know what Mm -hmm, i mean and mm -hmm. and and so 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 some of this like i said at the end of the day these kids busted in these cars themselves but some of this is on kia and hyundai and some of this is on social media as well um because they've created this environment that that breeds this type of behavior and rewards this type of behavior and encourages copycat behavior of the same type um and and you're talking about a 12 year old you cannot expect Mm. a 12 year old to have the good sense to to not do some shit they saw on social media that they saw somebody else get five hundred thousand views exactly exactly because my thing is and what i want to make sure is you know of course these kia boys is cars you know, and it's and you and you that added extra amount of danger because they are maybe can't drive or they're doing dumb stuff right. for a cloud or whatever the case and may be. But, being killed behind but, this too. But I exactly. But I also don't want there to be a stigma to where there's a certain type of kid out doing this, and we look at these kids and be like, "Oh, they're terrible." When like, Wayne makes a good point. If it ain't Kia's, it was Tide Pods, right. you know. Mm-hmm. So right. I, I, yeah. I, I, I wanted to be that same right. sort of blanket that same concern. Energy. Exactly. That same energy. Yeah. When you, so, so when these, yeah. So there, there is a thing with the. I mean, they're literally calling them the Kia boys, and in in they're labeling them like it's a gang. It's this is not like this is one gang. This is a social media challenge that is just 
you know, it's, it's just a felony. It's just getting out of hand. It's just, it's just, it's just, right. just happens to be a felony. And right. here's the other thing. Like, I look at the story and it's like they are talking about, you know, South London, uh, Columbus, basically. That, that is an issue there. But I went out and I look. And it's like when I try to find the videos, videos, I would say that 80, 90 percent of the videos that I saw today as I'm looking at this story, they ain't look like me. They ain't look like Tanner's. They did not look like you. 80, 90 percent. Few did. But like I said, I, I probably watched 10, 12 of them. I think two, they looked like us. So there, there's a stigma to this, you know, as well. Like I it's said, you social know, media yeah. It's not necessarily socioeconomic background. No. It's not any of these things it's, that people try to attribute to these type of activities. It's wanting to do shit for clout. And it's mm-hmm. just like I said, we, we, we are at a tipping point right now when it comes to social media where I, like I, I don't have the answer, you know what I mean? But something needs to be done about because the, the the behavior is only going to get worse and it's only mm-hmm. going to escalate, um, you know, to, to Wayne's point. If, if, if eating damn laundry detergent didn't deter these kids, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't My really goodness. know what My will. Goodness. It is Man. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I hate to sound like the old lady on, on the lawn, but mm-hmm. but I talk to these kids on the regular and I know how important it is for them to, to be accepted and to mm-hmm. feel, you know, I mean, I was telling, I, I, I just did a, a, just a completely sidebar. I just did a, um, uh, segment for TMZ. They, they're putting out a, a kind of little mini documentary series about, about TikTok and how dangerous it can be. So I was kind of their expert, you know, I just <laughs> recorded it. Recently, I know, right, 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 right. Okay, you see the irony here? Um, Wow, continue. But I was telling the producer, you know, I talk to kids all the time, telling her about Till Death You Tweet, and and I I was telling her about how the the kids just having me follow them back is such a big deal for them because I'm verified on Instagram. The idea that I would that they would have somebody verified following them is the biggest deal in the world. They get so excited and so hyped from that little thing. I can't imagine what the dopamine levels in their brain shoot up a couple to hundred thousand when they, people yes, when they go mm-hmm. viral you know what i mean mm-hmm. when they do something that goes viral it really is a thing for them and and i just don't think adults are taking it seriously enough because i think we still think oh it's just social media what's the big deal and i'd be trying to tell adults it's a big deal. it's it's, it's a big their deal. life it's their entire life and, and low-key how to start doing something about it and and low-key high-key these parents get that same dopamine shot because they'll you take pictures mm-hmm. and you'll wait for five minutes and you'll come right on back to that post to see how many people like it now you You're that right. may not it that may not encourage you to take it to the next level or nothing like right. that but come on don't act like parents don't killing act like me we, act like, I mean, we don't understand this. what's going on right now we all think it's ridiculous but down in Florida, they banning books out of school left and right. And why are they doing that? Because they don't want the things that are written in the books to sway a young mind. That, that, that is what they're saying. Now, in my opinion, the things that are written in most of these books that they are banning actually should, you know, these young children should read. Right. So they actually can make some opinions about how the world should be through their own eyes. But when you think about that, kids ain't reading books like they on social media. So just like you can sway minds. With books, what do you think that their peers are doing in social media? Yeah, go ahead, son. I, I, I bet you won't eat that Tide Pod. I bet you won't. I, I do what I do. I, how do we know that this is what's happening? Because we can see the videos of it happening. Because we can see the videos. Yeah, we can see the videos of it happening. It is. It is. It, I just, like I said, I, I, I wanted to put this out there because, you know, we do tend to demonize children when things like this start trending and, and kind of take over and all oh, these kids and other oh, these kids just ain't raised no. right and their parents their parents should be fined and and you should throw the parents in jail too and like I'm sure there's some combination of all of these things that is true but there but two things can be true at the same time these kids you know need to get off these phones and and the parents need to be more involved in mm. all of that but also technology plays a role in what is happening as well and and mm-hmm. we need to start having demanding that these companies you know hold themselves accountable for this shit too mm-hmm. alright Joe so I'm looking at the clock y'all. I'm off my soapbox mm-hmm. no it was a good soapbox that was, that, was a, that was a good discussion that was a, that was a great discussion 
And we are at the top of the hour, past the top of the hour. We do not have a Patreon or Patreon. We do not have a new patron this week. I mean, we didn't. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Any raises this week. So I would just remind people, once again, if you would like to support the Tech John, head over to patreon.com forward slash the Tech John. And if you sign up over there, like you get access to a bunch of different benefits and you help us bring the tech to you the way we bring it to you. So with that tech life, Steph, why don't you go ahead and tell the people how they can get at you. You can follow me all around the web at tech life, Steph, and check out my website at stephaniehumphrey.com. Oh, that was, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and you can find me all over the internet at brother tech. That's B R O T H A T E C H. And I am at Rob Dunwood on all the things. And we are also at the tech John on all the things. So come holler at us wherever you holler till you meet again in a week's time. Peace. Peace. Peace.